podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Deadline Dilemmas ahead of game week seven. We are two weeks, not two weeks, we are two days um, away from a deadline, which is a lot further than normal. And of course, we're on the Fantasy Football Scout. So please remember to like and subscribe and you can sign up for 30% off in, in the comments below or in the description below. But how's it nice. going, Fraz? <laughs> nice. Get, getting, the, getting the plug out of the way. The otherwise, I'll, yeah, otherwise I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> I am very good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Reeling from a terrible game week, but now it's Thursday, so a lot better. That's the thing. You can look forward to the exciting double double game week. Exciting indeed. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. I don't think a lot of people are buying players from the double game week, but some people have players and, and are happily playing them. Um, and when I say some people aren't buying, of course, it excludes you. You have done so uh, <laughs> when we'll talk about your team. It's it's a double game week, so you know we get to watch two games of one of our players, which is or two of our players, which is fun. That's the thing, and I mean, some people like yourself, you already had a, a double game week player slot slotted there, so we get to see if you're if you're starting them or not. Indeed, indeed. And my one was pre-planned, so if I've got a plan ahead of time, I I have to go through no matter what, even though there's been you know quite a few little knocks and niggles here and there this week. Indeed, indeed, and there's a lot of macro stuff that's come out right, and whenever there's a cup game or a cup round. There are implications for future blanks, future doubles, um, and and how things sort of are impacted through people, you know, teams that are out of the cup or not. So Carabao Cup was also interesting. I mean, there was a massive one. I don't know if we want to get into that now, but it's not been confirmed, has it? But it's looking like we know when a double is going to be. Yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, if we if we go to um, Lego Manu's chart, the hop now. on, hop off. I mean, it's not in there, but just so that people have a view of the fixtures. So basically, because City have exited Carabao Cup, what was going to happen was, we all know that they're they're taking part in the Club World Cup Championship, which happens between game week 17. So they will play game week 17, then go off to the to the Club World Cup. They will miss game week 18. The, so the Brentford game was a blank. We knew this already. Mm-hmm. And then they will play game week 19 again. So because they're now out of the Carabao Cup, what would have happened was the quarterfinals for the Carabao Cup were going to happen while they were in Saudi Arabia. And so people were speculating that that if they were in the quarterfinals, it would be rescheduled to a free midweek in Game Week 20. Now, they don't need to do that. So Game Week 20 is a free midweek. And so it's very natural that this Brentford game will fall in Game Week 20. And if it does, it will give City a double game week of Sheffield United at home and Brentford at home. And it'll give Brentford a double game week of Palace away and Man City away. So not not the greatest, not confirmed, but this is there's a high likelihood. And if it doesn't happen in game week 20, then in game week 21, you have the Carabao Cup semifinals. And of course, again, City are not in it, Brentford are not in it. So you could also have it in game week 21. So either 20 or 21, more likely 20, because they just like to get these things out of the way. We'll have a City double. And I think it's fair to say that we're going to want triple city for that double. Um, I think I've, I know there's going to be a lot of fixture congestion around then, but I don't see people, whether they're wildcarding or whether they're using free transfers, not going there with the way, you know, with the way the pricing is this year. Indeed. And uh, the it's also the double itself, right? It's so attractive mm-hmm. and they have good fixtures before and after question mark. I mean, some people will look at this and, immediately conclude that, oh, maybe I should hold my wildcard and wait till game week 19. Then I can basically take out my City guys for the blank, get them back in for game week uh, 20, double game week 20. It could work. It's 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 definitely an option. But 
the that opposite side to that is that look it's the christmas period so are you really going to be enjoying city halls from people other than harland during that christmas period when they have the easy fixtures which is the luton game and and some others i'm of the mind that probably you can also get away with just having harland and then you bench harland for that blank in 18 and then you get two other guys for game week 20 basically on the friday before the double which is usually the best time to get the city players when you know who's in favor again who's fit who's pep favoring who's you know so there is the other side of it where you just get the two extra guys before game week 20's double and then you have your triple that you can now ride along because usually the other problem with city is they blank in game week 26 which is usually the EFL or the Carabao Cup final this time they won't blank so you can actually hold your city players longer and the blank will be some other team that is in the epic in this carabao cup final or it could be two blanks if they're in two different fixtures scary thing about that that you mentioned obviously going into game week 18 um which is the blank with just harland for example but then obviously this i mean this chart's brilliant from lego mane but so you've got that luton away fixture in in game week 16 then you've got palace at home i think i mean that luton away fixture is the reason why people are looking at i mean i know you are looking at tottenham players you know for game week It's game week eight, isn't it? With, with Luton yeah. away, so the exact same fixture. Yep, it's true. It's true that you. But again, the question is who from Man City apart? I mean, everyone will have. Most people will have Haaland. So then the question is who, and because of the pricing, I don't see a major because that's also the time people will start to get off Salah. Mm-hmm. That it's not a huge issue if you were to have two City players that you end up benching in game week eighteen. It's it's basically far enough for me to say. I will think about it closer to the time if I have to downgrade my striker to Alvarez back to Alvarez or if I have to move one of my 8.5 mids to a Foden or I have to get double defense I think all of them are okay so at the moment I'm not as worried I'd rather we're only comparing the two wild cards it's very team dependent how your team is shaped up right now I would rather attack what is in front of me which is the next 5 6 game weeks with Spurs with with Villa with with Liverpool and then once i have full information on which teams are great which teams are bad because i think right now we're still in the dark i i'm 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 still not convinced do i know for sure that spurs is an amazing attacking team they look good but it's only 6 weeks and in, in fact on underlying databases they're actually the eighth best attack so it's not like i'm fully there is sun going to play 70 80 minutes and sometimes play on the left or is going to play 80 90 minutes and always play up top i'm not yet there so by game week 15 16 i think i'll have a better view of these things Man United another one and then I'm happy to sort of move things around then if I need to. I mean yeah, I can see that because when I mean, we with City it's almost impossible to know which assets you want until literally just before the games begin. I mean obviously there's popular players at the moment. I mean I couldn't make a a case for Alvarez or Walker or Diaz at the moment because like you say so much can change over the you know over the coming weeks and especially I suppose once we start to see what happens when the fixtures get heavier and heavier. then we'll have a bit more idea you know how players are being managed and stuff so yeah yeah, yeah i mean i'm torn on my on my strategy whether it's going to be to save it as long as possible or to to go you know earlier and attack the spurs fixtures and i guess that brings us on to spurs quite nicely it does but just one other thing on the blank yeah. i think one thing that you shared last night i don't know if you have this up here but actually free hit in 18 makes more sense closer to the time as well so you could sit in game week 15 and say actually man city is still looking it's still looking like foden and alvarez are starting every game i want both of them for luton i want them for crystal palace at home and i want them for the double so i know enough 
And then I think free hit is viable because in game week 18, not only do Man City and Brentford blank, but also Arsenal play Liverpool away. So if your team is full of these players, then you could look at a strategy where you sort of then attack Man City from game week 16. You attack uh, Brentford, who Brentford's fixtures are also reasonably good leading into the blank, which is, the, you know, they play Luton as early as 14, then Sheffield United in 16, Villa at home. Then coming out of the blank, they play Wolves, Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace. So I think free hit could be an option as well for 18. Yeah, that was something we found by accident on Scoutcast a couple of weeks ago because we got we had the we had the fixture ticker and then right. we deleted um, the game week eighteen or the blank from it, and then without you know we weren't trying to configure it to do that to do that. I think it was between game week sixteen and twenty two, but yeah. Man City and Brentford without that blank are the yeah the the top team. Yeah, which yeah, it's actually uncanny the fact that they're the <laughs> you know the very top two. It's not just like they're both you know top half; they're the, the top two. So I mean, yeah, free hit could be could be an option actually because then you i guess you've got the city players as well before and after like you say correct and you could br- and i guess you would bring him in for that looting game because that's you would, bring, you, would the... you would add yeah. to whatever you have for that looting game and not worry and this is another macro point and i know you know we're freaking people out this is deadline dilemmas <laughs> and we're talking about game week 26 or 29 <laughs> but basically game week 29 is that famous fa cup quarterfinal blank right that's the biggest blank of the season that everybody who's played the game knows about the thing is, this year, you can just choose to dead end to game week 29. So it doesn't necessarily need a free hit. And then you wildcard in game week 30 or 31. Because the fixtures are such that after 30, you get a nice block of teams, the good teams again, and you can wildcard them out just before um, the quarterfinal. But that strategy is very early to commit to right now because we don't know who will be in the quarterfinal. Right? That change is basically dependent on who goes into the quarterfinal and who exits. So... You will not know that and you'll have to, if you choose to play a free hit in game week 18, you'll have to go in blind saying, okay, maybe the FA Cup will be kind to me and it's not going to be a very, very ugly blank. That's basically what you need to do. I think if you're, if you're planning to use your free hit in 18, I think you're right. You you wouldn't commit to it now. You'd maybe try and just see how far you go without using your wildcard. Because I wouldn't even commit to wildcard in really, really late. Yeah. I might just try and navigate like eight to eight to 10 maybe eight to 12. And you know, if I get through that without using the wild card, reassess then, because I guess we're a little bit, a little bit nearer. So I'd imagine yeah. it's either what you're going to wild card now or try and get as far as you can. I, I can't see how you can foresee, you know, it's a long time until 19 then. is far away. Yeah. Although I, I guess the counterpoint would be if you wild carded this game week, for example, you've then got in the back of your mind for the next, you know, 10 game weeks plus, you're going to be thinking about, oh, I, do I want to keep Flecken because, you know, he, I need to make sure I've got a goalie in the blank. So you want Flecken and someone with a, like a semi-decent fixture. It turns out people at like Ariola have a, have a serviceable fixture yeah. that week. Yeah. I mean, no one's got, no one's got City, obviously. I mean, Ariola's away at United. So, I mean, it's, it's not the best fixture. Home home to United. So it's okay. It's okay. But oh, course, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I think, I think Flecken and, and, and Ariola might be popular on wildcards now mm-hmm. because people can just play Ariola for a while and then you have Flecken for the double even though Crystal Palace away and and City away what are you really expecting but a double is a double so you could you you never sort of you you, you know this goalkeepers are great for double game weeks yeah they are and actually they were quite temp- it was quite tempting for one this week but yeah I mean Pixford's got great fixtures and I don't have an abundance of free transfers to do it but yeah if anyone's at a loose end I don't think a goalkeeper transfer for this week's the worst move in the world 
depends on your wildcard horizon, right? I mean, yeah. if you're looking for a longer term like yourself, then sure, fix that pick. You know, Pickford is only good for another two weeks. Then, then, then that's it. It'll be hard to play Pickford. So at some point, you will need to think because then after that, Pickford is Liverpool away, West Ham away, Brighton, Palace, Man United. He's not keeping a single clean sheet in those five. So that's yeah. when we need to hope. Well, I say we, you'll be wildcarding, but that's when I need to hope and people, you know, are holding it that Turner keeps his spot. Yeah. To at least because obviously that was the the dream rotation, game week one, and eventually it might get a clean sheet. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think game week nine you will have. So this this was the thing until game week ten. That this rotation worked. It doesn't after game week eleven and beyond, because they actually don't rotate very well. One plays Liverpool away, one plays West Ham away. Neither playable. One plays Villa, one plays Brighton. Neither playable. West Ham away, Crystal Palace away. Neither playable. So actually, that rotation ends. So you'll need to think about maybe just going Ariola for Pickford at some point. Yeah, I won't have a transfer like that. And it's not even a rotation, even a bad rotation. If if Turner loses his spot, for example, then it's just, exactly. then it's just Pickford. Exactly. It might be worth. Even a hit, if 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 that's needed, if again, like we said, if you're not looking to wildcard anytime soon, yeah. And I, I I don't know my window at the moment, and a lot of it. The reason I wanted to go on to Spurs was because Let's I feel like now. they're I think I feel like they're massive for this because obviously some people are sat there with. I mean, a lot of people have got two, a lot of people have got a midfielder and then a doggy. That seems quite yeah. quite common. So people may then just bring in a third, and we've got those two. Well, yeah, two brilliant fixtures. You got Luton away and then Fulham at home. The ones after that aren't bad, but they're the two that you'd really want to target. Yeah. I mean, but then I'd be have to be giving up, I mean, Man United players, for example, who have, you know, a great horizon from, I suppose, 11, actually nine, really. The only thing with that is you get Man City. So I'd say nine for Man United is good, but then from 11, I mean, that's incredible run. That's three good fixtures in a row. Three good, and then also three bad, if you're wildcarding in yeah. 10. So I, I think... If you are wildcard 10, which is where I am at the moment, I, I'm going to hold Rashford for those three. Crystal Palace, home Brentford, home Sheffield United. Then I will see how many Man United I have. Um, some people are wildcarding today. They're almost forced into almost zero Man United. Because if you're wildcarding today, your midfield has to be two Spurs, pretty much. Because you have Madison and Son in place now. Salah. Um, and then two six six ish mids, right? So you you'll probably go Diaby, Mbumo, or Eze, or you could go Bowen. You could go cheaper with Gordon or James Ward Price, something like that. Hmm. So I don't think there's room for a Man United mid if you were wildcarding now or even next week because that that's it. That's the worry because I know um, Andy FPL Mode sent me a, a. I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but he sent me a team earlier. Um, I, I won't say the players he had because I don't know if he's actually clicked the button, but he didn't have any Man United midfielders. So I looked at it and then I was like, well, how are you going to get Man United midfielders? He, d- he didn't reply, but he, <laughs> he like he couldn't get Man United midfielders looking at it or not easily, not without selling Son or something like that. So that's why I find it quite tricky as well and why I'm leaning towards saving the wild card because I almost feel like there's not a perfect moment to do it. And maybe, there's probably never going to be a perfect moment, but exactly. it just exactly. feels like I'll do the wild card. I'll be like very, very happy with my team for that week, or I'll plan too far ahead and be kind of okay with it. And then this I feel like in a couple of weeks, I'll see everyone else playing their wild card and I want to make big changes. Um, it really depends on who you're targeting. So a lot of people who wildcarded last week or this week mm-hmm. are actually wildcarding for me a week or two earlier but they're going in because they want to afford a certain team. 
and yep. they think that if I wait another couple of weeks, I can't afford that team, and I really want that team from game week 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. So I get that, but I also think you need to attack what's in front of you. If a team is good enough this week and next week, you know, for example, in game week 10, I see a lot of wild cards now. I may not have Spurs, even though that sounds silly at the mm-hmm. moment, but I may not have Spurs because, you know, Sp- between, if I look at Arsenal's fixtures, Man United's fixtures and Spurs' fixtures and Liverpool's fixtures, Spurs is probably fourth in that. Of course, Sun could change my mind. Madison could change my mind. But definitely, I won't have the doubler. I'll but, probably have Saka back. I'll have, um, you know, Salah. I'll have probably not Mbumo, but Mituma because Brighton's fixtures are, are a lot better after game week 10. So I can see some differences that people could obviously get to with transfers. But it doesn't also account for things that may happen between now and game week 10. Somebody could get injured and you you can't make those transfers to get to the players that you think you can get to. And I think that's part of my dilemma because if I'm if I'm not wildcarding, I would I mean on paper you'd look to bring in Tottenham players. Like let's say I did Rashford to to Son. And but then the next week, yes, Son has Fulham at home, but Man United, so Rashford has Sheffield United away. Yeah. And I'd feel like like you say, if I was wildcarding ten, I wouldn't probably have any or many Spurs. So then I'd want to reverse that transfer. So then it gets me thinking, could I just avoid Spurs? even though that sounds ridiculous. And I mean, I acknowledge you got very lucky doing it, you know, in the Sheffield United game. I feel like there's going to be, have to be players we, we miss if we're not wildcard. And I mean, there's a lot of pop, you know, Villa players are very, very popular and, and for good reason, but I wouldn't have time to get a Villa player in either. No, it's it's what you give up by not wildcarding, right? I mean, Villa, yeah. people are getting them because they play Luton, Nottingham Forest and Fulham in that block from game week 10 to 12. After that, I'm happy to lose them. Because they're nice price points. So let's say if I have Diaby, Diaby can become back to Mbumo, back to Eze. Um, you know, if if I have Watkins, if I do, he can become a Darwin if he's looking good or back to Alvarez. So the thing with, with FPL this year is the structure is pretty set. I mean, apart from you who's playing 4-5-1, pretty much ev- now this, this week, you'll also play 3-5-2 probably. Yeah. Everyone is on three to four mi- defenders, five good midfielders, and two strikers. So you can make an argument for wildcarding at any point because the structure isn't really changing. So you can keep moving around your players from Mbomo to Mitoma to Diaby to Eze. You can keep moving your strikers, you know, from Alvarez to to Darwin to Watkins. Of course, you need to fund these, but it's not so hard. So this is why my argument for doing it later is I can probably get to the wildcard team that you're looking at in game week 18 or 15 or 16. So the argument that there's not enough of a X points or EV uplift for me is a little bit weak because that may also be true later. No, I, I, I agree with that because, I mean, the thing with the City double is it's going to be the perfect excuse. If, if you had just Haaland and you've already used your wild card, it's the perfect excuse no matter what to do. You know, you could do a minus eight, you could do a minus 12. I mean, people were doing it for Everton. I say people, I, I was one of them that did, you know, a huge hit for Everton players in a double last year. So to do a hit for Man City, I think you can justify it in, you know, in the 18 to 20 period if if you yep. need to. And obviously people can plan for it as well. I I was going to ask you a question, actually, because you mentioned, obviously, that I'm playing or have been playing for defenders. I think that's another thing. I've seen a lot of wildcard teams where they're very good defenders people are getting in, like Cash, for example, but they're very low price defenders. Like we saw it last week, didn't we? People wildcarded without Trippier, for example. And yep. 
I really want to keep Robertson now for that like really good run that they've got. You know, have to have Salah and Robertson. Obviously, really, really like Trippier. You know, Walker's looked a lot more attacking than he has in previous seasons. And I've got this fear that if I wildcard off of all the expensive defenders I've got and then want to go back to the... Because, like, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Trent. Like, we don't yeah. fully know what role he's playing. But those fixtures are so good. So I feel like that is a little bit of a... You can squeeze in all these, you know, premium midfielders. But then we've not got money in defence. And that does worry me as well. I mean, how would you feel about that? I mean, do you feel like someone like, let's say, Robertson is far, far superior to cash? I think I know the answer to that. But... No. No, I mean, look, I, I think Robertson is a fine option. But if they were the same price, I would think about Robertson for this good run. But I'm just thinking below 5 million, there's enough great options, whether that's a stable centre-back from Newcastle, whether that is, um, you know, attacking option like Cash as Tupinian. Gabriel is 4.7. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Zinchenko is 4.9. So these are very, very good defences. Walker is good price. I think he's about 5.1. Yeah, five point two. Actually, no, maybe five point three now. Yeah. He's risen point okay. three. I don't don't fully know how, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so op- options are there. Yeah. But yeah, Trippier is Trippier. He can do what he did last week. Or Robertson. I'm a little less hot, but Trent, yes, Trent. I agree that he's probably worth the dough. But then you need to sacrifice a premium, you know, or a premium light midfielder to get them, and just the trade off doesn't look right in terms of what we've learned so far. This changes. Narratives change all the time. But so far, what we've learned in six game weeks is you need to have the big hitters in midfield. You need to have defenders that can attack because there's not a lot of clean sheets, except except when you're talking about Newcastle or maybe Man City or maybe Arsenal. So that's the narrative for me at the moment. But it can change. I do agree with you. Yeah, it, I mean, it can because, I mean, there was no clean sheets before a couple of weeks ago. And that, I mean, that, that could happen again as well. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, and I mean, to be honest, from the wild cards I've seen, I've not seen many with premium defenders, but that could actually change when Liverpool, I mean, when Liverpool in game week 9, 10 onwards, if Trent's back by then, maybe we'll see a few. Because I mean, could am be. I reading that right? That Liverpool got four home, oh no, I see, I missed out. They got four, but they got four home games in six. They do. And those four, yeah. four home games are ridiculous. Yeah. And even then yeah. it's followed by Sheffield United away and Palace away. And there's Luton in the middle. Away. Yeah. And I think that's the thing as well with Liverpool. I mean, you can't really get a cheap defender. Van Dijk, um, obviously, he's back from suspension. He got an assist. He looked. I mean, when he's straight back in the team, he looked quite attacking from from set pieces. But again, I mean, he's not cheap. So yeah, yeah. I take your point on the on the cheaper defenders. And and the other thing is Liverpool. So this run that we're talking about, mm-hmm. it's really from game week nine to let's say game week fifteen. Now, yes, Liverpool do well at home against Man United, Arsenal, Newcastle, but you don't have to have, you know, the whole the whole argument of do you really need to stretch your budget to a Salah if you can get two other good players? So for me, you can get a Salah on wildcard, get him out by game week 15 if he's, you know, proving that he's not as essential. Then you can afford anyone again because remember in game week one to five when people had millions in the bank and mm-hmm. and had nothing to do because you know they didn't want to get to Salah. I think we'll be back to that position. So right now with the budget squeeze, people are feeling they're looking at every night another player of theirs is going up. It's a very temporary phase, and if in that temporary phase you can't afford the one player you really want, let's say you can't get to a Watkins, get Darwin. If you can't get Darwin, get Alvarez. It's fine. So it's even if you can't do that, get Solanke. So. 
there are other options that either will emerge or you can get to. But I still think wildcard when your team needs it or you can plan around it. And I definitely, I hope I can hold on till game week 10, which is my planned window. I mean, it sounds it sounds like, um, honestly, you've thought your plan through. And it, I think that's part of what makes me jealous with obviously bringing in the Spurs players. You've known for a while that's what you're going to do. And then you're going to wildcard out of it. Yeah, so I, I will probably have a triple of, of Spurs for Luton with Poro, Madison and Son and for Fulham at home. I will still have Rashford. I'll still have Mbumo for the decent fixtures. Um, and my defence could do better. I could have had a Newcastle defender, which I think the ship has sailed. Um, but yeah, I think I think my team is fine. There's absolutely no need for me to consider wildcarding before, apart from a FOMO of my team and the prices that are going up. But I have to resist that. You mentioned Newcastle there. What happened there was the most ridiculous outcome that was possible. I mean, it's honestly, it's one you you almost couldn't script. What you know, what 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 happened there? Seriously, seriously. But yeah, it's fine. I I think I really think this season. Because there's 15, 16 good options, it'll happen a lot. Because there are very, very good players, good teams in this league who can smash anyone 5-6 nil on their day. You could be on the side of owning those players or not. And hopefully over the season, if you're very lucky, you'll get you know more than 50% of it. If you're unlucky, you'll get less than 50% of it. That's just the season. So I don't think people should be down if they missed out on one. They'll be at least five or six more weeks like this where there's massive variance by one team smashing the other. It's such an overused phrase, but you, you literally can't have them all. Um, we yeah. we don't have enough transfers to do it. And I guess you just got to get, like you say, lucky um, when yeah. you do avoid someone. But I mean, on that, who are your like must-haves? As in, is when you wildcard, is like Harlan going to be a must-have? Is Salah a must-have? Do you have any non-negotiables there? Um, Saka, Harland. Salah. See, the Haaland argument I don't want to have and freak out the chat. Anyway, we've freaked them out with no scores. Oh, no, that's why I mentioned it so, subtly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I think the, if you were to go no Haaland, then wildcard in game week 8 and go no Haaland when he plays Arsenal away. Um, and then you also get Man United away in game week 10 and other harder fixtures. But I'm not going to be that. So, in game week 10, Haaland non-negotiable, Saka non-negotiable, Salah non-negotiable. I'm open to my second striker. Could be Watkins, could be Darwin, could be Alvarez. I'm pretty sure I'll go Mitoma because Brighton's run is ridiculous and I feel a lot of people have come off Brighton. I mean, look at from game week 10. After they've played Liverpool and Man City, they play Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, Brentford, Burnley. So happy to have Mitoma for that run. Uh, definitely a Stupinian, but that's not really a non-negotiable. Everybody has him. Um, Arsenal defender. Very keen on a Gabriel or a Zinchenko if I can get there. Um, probably for a short period, for three weeks, I'll look at Diaby and and Cash, but not long. So I will not, I do not aim to own them for long term. And probably Diaby becomes Eze or Mbumo very quickly after they've played Luton and Fulham. So that's the rough plan. The rough plan is not to touch my defense, not to touch my goalkeepers. And move around the midfielders to get to these good fixtures. And I think my fifth midfielder is open right now. It could be Madison, could be Bruno, could be Bowen. That's where I'm probably looking at right now. So you could use that to almost double up on, you know, when you have a team with good fixtures and you really want to attack it, you could almost use that fifth spot as a, as a way, way to double up. I, could do. I really like the Mitoma shout, actually. 
because obviously in my head stupid was going to be sold by now but because we've had so many injuries he's still there and i mean no one's selling him because of that run run you mentioned that's coming up the only thing i guess with with brighton is the rotation it i mean the, there's predictor groups out there and they're not even and it's no disrespect to them but they're not even getting close like yeah it's yeah. just impossible to predict it's not even like pep where you can kind of make some kind of logic here and there it's craziness but then it i is. guess you're going to say he scored off the bench and <laughs> no, no no i mean i this is that's bs analysis yeah. i mean if if, <laughs> if your player isn't starting that's a bad thing simple as that they can score any game right but um he started five out of six games yeah. and the one he didn't he was needed at half time for me that is important whether he scored or not is irrelevant so he ne- he's needed on that left hand side i think we've seen fatty play the number 10 more than playing on the left which is encouraging march misses a lot of games Pedro misses a lot of games, but I think Mitoma looks to be stable at the moment. So, you know, we will get three more game weeks of data. We'll get three more game weeks of Brighton rotation because Europe is still going on uh, in these next three weeks. And then we will see if I if I go there. But uh, interested. I'm definitely interested in getting a Brighton attacker because they are, they are, their numbers are as good as Man City, which is insane. Incredible. It's such a shame about Pedro because, I mean, if he was nailed, he would fill in that second spot next to Haaland so easily yeah and he'd be ridiculous because he you know because he's on penalties and I mean there could be times when we can bring him in or do we not fall for that trap again I got stuck with him for a long time <laughs> uh, well I don't think that's a bad shout I mean mm. also think about Gross uh, you know if he's if he's looking more nailed in terms of minutes there's basically four players that are doing well for Brighton in terms of minutes which is Estupinian, Mitoma, Gross and Dunk so there are options in these teams. You could go Dunk and Estupinian again. Right now, the defensive data doesn't suggest that we will get a lot of Brighton clean sheets, but these fixtures are there. They're there to attack. I think Dunk was, I know it's a small sample. I think Dunk was right up there for XGI as well. And it is a small sample and it's for a defender. But very I mean, he's done it in the though. past where he's been, yeah. he's been up there. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was accumulation of very small, ex, basically just touching his ball from poor header, from poor corners. <laughs> At least he's getting on the end of them, I guess. It's true. It's true. It's true. So so this is why, this is my story, why Game Week 10 works for me. And my story also leading up to Game Week 10 is there. I've got my triple Spurs, which is needed for Fulham and, and Luton. I've got still my Man United. The The negative is the team value. It's it's suffering in terms of what I can afford in Game Week 10. But I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm relaxed with what I can afford. And... I don't see this changing too much in terms of my plans. Let's see. Let's see how the next two, three game weeks go. I think it works. I mean, it sounds solid. It's very different to what I'm thinking at the moment, but that's that's almost challenging what I'm thinking now because, I mean, so obviously you go you're on. thinking... What's, what's your plans in terms of... Well, so I don't I mean, have a firm plan. Open? I could end up just wildcarding next week. I'm not I'm not ruling that out, but I am also on holiday. I know that shouldn't affect it, but part, part of it does. Um, so my plan is either I'm either going to do a hit next week because i've already bought in morris this week um for pedro which was my original plan mm-hmm. so my plan is either just to ignore spares and then go into game week nine with two free transfers or i could just go crazy and do a hit for tottenham the reason i'd have to do a hit is because i basically have like 0.3 in the bank and i don't have an easy route to, to go there i guess i could get my team on the screen while i yeah why don't we do that while, while i mention it but yeah, I can't, because I've got 0.3 in the bank, I can't really get to a Spurs midfielder easily. I could get to a Spurs defender, but it doesn't seem... But why can't you do Saka to Madison? 
so I could do Saka to Madison. To be, to be honest, I, the player I want is Son. If I was if I was gonna do it, yeah. because then I'd have Son. I think it's for we haven't got the fixtures on the screen now, but I think I'd have Son for two. two it's two fixtures in there because obviously Arsenal got City, and then I'd yeah. probably look to get back to back to Saka somehow. But then that's two transfers used. I've got Madison, and when I'd much rather, if I'm going to do it, I'd want to have Son. If I'm if I'm totally honest, I want to have I mean, the penalty he's, taker. He's the he's the captain for game week eight, so it might even justify a hit because I think a lot of people will captain Son game week eight. That's the thing, but it's either yeah, so it would be for Son. So it'd either be a hit for Son. I suppose the medium thing I could do, which is just to be a little bit safe, would be like you say, Saka to Madison. Or I could just ignore it and then start to look forward to. I mean, I know. So one of the things I have looked at, and I know a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people are, there's a few people looking at it, roll a transfer, then Haaland down, and then get Salah in for Sterling. But then I'd still have that. the wild card in my back pocket as as well. So that's the other option. If I, if I just ignore Spurs, which is the first risky thing, then sell Haaland, but then I get Salah. Who, who looking at it, I would captain more times than I'd captain Haaland. I think the only time I'd want Haaland was game week 12 when they play Bournemouth. But that's okay. I mean, you can captain Salah more, but maybe find another route for Salah without selling Haaland. I get it. Look, if you want to do it, I'm not going to stop you. And I know yeah. many other people are doing it. But not because you're not going to captain Haaland. Because over this period, Sa- Salah could score 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Haaland could score 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. So which means you were right to do Salah, Haaland to Salah. But actually, you should have kept both because others are doing 5, 5, 5, 5, 5. If you see what I mean in my example. Yeah. It's okay to own the second highest points getter. No, if you can get to, to it. To be honest, you got me thinking when you when you said that last week and, and you are right. But I think something I've got is obviously I've got premium defenders. So I guess I feel like I can make up those points with the with the rest of the team. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, Robertson's fixtures look incredible. Well, because Liverpool's do. So I kind of like the idea of having Robertson and Salah. I could then also look to get Darwin as well and just really go for it. Nice. Because Liverpool do appeal to me while they're not quite as nailed. Um, and while they're a lot more expensive, they do appeal to me more than Tottenham for the yeah. for the medium term. I mean, there's a massive difference in underlying attacking data. I know test is suggesting otherwise, but Liverpool are like, close to Brighton or actually above Brighton, close to Man City level in terms of attacking. And they have been for two and a half years. So it's not it's not like this is something new that we're discovering with Liverpool. With 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 Spurs, like I said, they're good, look great, but they're overperforming quite a bit in terms of their numbers at the moment. Whether that is just Sun being Sun and he always does that and that will continue, we don't know yet. It's a little early to say that. I think that's the thing. I th- so I guess that is my dilemma for the week is, yeah, it's almost Liverpool. I mean, I did a poll earlier if people were targeting Liverpool or Spurs because I, I feel like that's the decision I've got to make anyway. If I go heavy on Spurs, if I go heavy on Liverpool, because I get people are just going to go for Salah. But if I could go Salah and well, if I can go three Liverpool, it's putting a lot of eggs in that basket and it's got to go right. But I still would then have the wild card to come out of it. Like I don't have yeah. to save it for 18. So yeah, my dilemma is very different probably to a lot of other teams. My team's a bit, a bit so weird. So why don't you read out your team now that we're here? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it out. So um, Pickford in goal, home to Luton. Uh, Robertson away at Spurs. Trippier, home to Burnley. And Walker away at Wolves. My midfield is still Rashford, Bruno, Sterling, Saka and Bruno. I've got Harlan captain. And then I bought in Morris for, for Pedro, who's my vice right. at the moment. And I've got Archer first sub if, if Saka doesn't play, although it sounds like he might. 
Saka could be okay. I mean, yeah. there, there was some news today that he was in the gym, which yeah. people extrapolated as he's fit to play Bournemouth. I mean, you know, he's got I was in the gym. At least. I I can't play against Bournemouth, but anyway, I mean, <laughs> he's getting better. He's not completely unfit, but I still worry about Saka, right? I still worry that they have they have City, they have the Champions League game next week. So even if news comes through that he's starting, are you sure he gets 60, 70, 80 minutes? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, this goes back. It's funny, isn't it, how we come full circle? Because two weeks ago, we were both had that dilemma, didn't we? How to get Son in. And yeah. my route was going to be Saka to Son. And I was making up this narrative in my head about the Achilles injury and decided not to do it. And now, obviously, this Achilles injury, it sounds like it's Achilles anyway. It's, it's flared up again. Right. I'm, I'm not that confident. Um that he starts but then if Archer has to it's not the end of the world because I've seen some benches out there that are you know struggling a lot more even if I went too deep I've got a Stupinan as well away to Villa which isn't which is fine isn't horrific so yeah. I guess I don't need to worry I've done I've done my move as well I've moved early for the second time this season go on then yeah t- tell everyone about your move tell us your team <laughs> he was already in the uh, chat <laughs> talking out of his nonsense so yeah Pe- Pedro to Morris was that was the move but I mean it's pre-planned <laughs> it's pre-planned but I'm just, you've done it now. So I'm not yep. going to like. It's pigeonholed. If, if you're not going <laughs> to wildcard, then maybe getting a spot which we'll need to deal with next week or the week after won't have been the best. But who am I to say? I mean, you're you're doing really well these days. So, I mean, my plan last week was to roll and I ended up buying Walker at the last second. And obviously it paid off, but probably the move was to roll. As in, I should have had two free transfers. Then I've just blindly gone ahead with Morris because I've wanted Morris for, I haven't rolled yet this season, Praz. So, I should, but I've I've done it, and I agree. If I'd gone with two transfers this week and just played Archer, it would be a, I wouldn't have such a stress over over Spurs next week. Yeah, that's part of what's done it because I haven't rolled a transfer this season. If you keep making stupendous transfers like you <laughs> know Walker, um, getting Robertson in who get hauls, you don't need to roll, man. I mean, it's look we keep planning and talking about it, but if you keep hitting the right transfer week in week out. You get the points and, and, you know, if Morris does well this week, who cares if you didn't roll? There is also part of me, and this sounds bad, but I think I think is logic to it. Because I don't know when I'm going to wildcard, I actually don't mind being a bit more aggressive. And if my team gets completely messed up, I can just wildcard. It's almost like I've got an excuse to do it. So It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, but once I've wildcarded, I have to be a lot more sensible. I wouldn't be bringing in Morris or bringing in Walker instead of rolling and stuff like that. But... You still have one... One of your cheeky Rico Lewis's or <laughs> yeah, I've got... some defender that no one's thought about. <laughs> yeah, only one though, not like two or three. But yeah, so that, that's my dilemma this week. Well, my dilemma Excellent. is done. I guess, All right. do I captain Morris? Would, would you do it? Good question. I would definitely not do it. No, I'm I mean, leading that I'm way. talking about myself, so I'm not recommending you to do anything. I just think there'll be many weeks in the next six, seven weeks where such dilemmas will come, where you can go against Haaland. So... Do it when there is a big enough conviction. Even the models have, I think, a 0.2, 0.1 difference between the two in terms of expected points. For me, that's just not enough. It's not enough. No. I agree. No, um, I mean, we we talked about on Scoutcast about, you know, these 90-minute men, and there's debate if Morris is actually a 90-minute man, probably near an 82-minute man. But you get these 90-minute men on penalties with double game weeks. And the expected points of Morris is much, much lower than a lot of the names we've seen in the past. You know, even like players like King, I believe King was higher. I mean, Morris is looking like about, depending on the model, I think it was seven on Scout, for example, but it's hovering around that range is about seven. 
Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's what, three and a half points a game that he's projected to get. So you can see that that is low. <laughs> yeah, but I put it another way. For me, he's scoring four. So let's assume that after that, what happens? Can Luton score in one of the games? Probably. Can he get an assist or a goal in that? Maybe. So 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 seven is fair. But my problem is, can you see Luton scoring three in any game and him getting a brace? No chance. No, I, I agree. I guess the only can thing see... is, because of that, if he scores, he pretty much gets bonus, unlike, unlike Haaland. I know it's clutching at straws there, but... Sure, sure. But what I'm saying is, I don't see the upside of going against a, hundred, no. a 200% EO player. So if he was a kind of player where he has, you know, like a son, where he has a hat-trick in him and you've gone against the crowd and you've got a hat-trick where Haaland has got a four-pointer, five-pointer, great. I mean, this is the week where you... Game week eight, I can see, is a week like we can do that. I cannot see Morris scoring two goals. Well, as in one in each game or just two in total? Two in total, to yeah. be honest. But, see, that but, would put him... I mean, if he scored two, what, it's 18 points would be the absolute max. I don't see it. No. So I, I see Luton scoring one or two goals max. And for you, for somebody to get lucky, you have to get, have Morris score both those goals. I don't see it. Do no. you see in a scenario, I'm not saying this is the base case, but do you see Haaland scoring a hat-trick? I can see it. It's not a base case. But I don't think you have to go against this high-ceiling player for a player that's not a high-ceiling, is a high-flow. No, I, I, I actually agree. And I mean, it's why I did have Morris captain the other day, but I was trying to think of, of best-case scenarios because it's not just a best-case scenario for Morris, but it's Haaland also not doing anything. Because, I mean, if Morris gets 13 points and Haaland gets 13 points... I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a great story that Mar Morris matched Haaland, but no one, no one's won. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, and even for people who think Morris is lower owned and you won, you don't win. It's the same. Yeah, I know there, I know there'd be certain people that would, that would argue, argue, argue to their blue in the face about that. But yeah, so I mean, Haaland is pretty much locked as my captain. I, yeah, I just don't see. I've had a couple of good weeks. I don't want to throw it away for for this. Um, and I think also the interesting thing is because we had like an, a bandwagon on Alvarez, Morris isn't probably as highly owned as we expected. I think a, a lot of us thought we were going to own Morris. And I was thinking in my head, yeah, he might be one of these like 50 to 80% owned players. It looks like it's going to be a lot, a lot less than that. He's almost, almost irrelevant. He's going to be like 20, 25% EO. Yeah. So I even think that's ambitious. I guess maybe, I maybe guess that we, I, guess I was we'll encountering for some captaincy, but I, yeah, I think outside of Twitter bubble, no one's captaining Morris. No, no, I'd almost prefer captain in the goal, a goalie or a defender <laughs> just because I don't but know. Then when you think about it, you're doing it against Haaland away to Wolves, just as oh, I don't mean right. compared to Haaland, but I mean compared, compared to Morris. Fair because they so, that kind of feels like, yeah, you could get lucky, you could get, you know the clean sheets well you could get two clean sheets seems unlikely i think they're about 20 percent at most mm, mm. for a clean sheet in each fixture but that's enough luton talk should we go to your team let's go let's go awesome. well i've got pickford so uh there is some luton talk there as well so do i so i can't lose out i'm sat, sat right on the hedge <laughs> this is the game this is the game for pickford let's see i said it even in the wire oh, imagine uh, he saves I'm... the penalty <laughs> imagine if he gets a penalty and you own both you'll be happy yeah no well unless he hits the post Yes, or he misses. <laughs> correct, correct. But anyway, I've got Pickford in goal. I've got uh, Saliba, Diaz and Kabore in defence. So I think I'm okay. Now, last week I said this as well and I didn't have any Newcastle and it severely bit me. But let's see. We go again. 
Um, I've got Saka, Sun, Rashford, Sterling, and Buma. I think I'm happy with these. There's a chance Sterling plays up top. Um, so, you know, if if I get anything, I'll be happy. Uh, and then Alvarez and Haaland captain. The only thing is either I'm rolling or if I'm not rolling, I'll do Saka to Madison. And that will give me exact money to do Saliba to, to Trippier. So I might do that again. Every week I say it, that I could take a hit for Trippier. If Madison is confirmed okay and Saka is confirmed out, then I'll take a hit. And that would be for, that would be for the hit for this week? Yep. Nice. Oh, because you'd have two Spurs in place for next week anyway. I would have two Spurs and then next week I can get uh, do Chilwell to Poro if I wanted to. So, so basically, the thinking is my dead end to game week 10 involves, now we have three transfers. So one will be Madison, one will be Poro, and then there is one punt. And that one punt could have been in game week nine, where I can do basically Sterling to Diaz or Jota if they're starting. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could do, at that moment, Chilwell uh, to Trippier. So that would have been my dead end. So I will just do that Trippier move now, and that would help me, which is something that will help out my defense next week anyway, because next week, City play Arsenal. So both Saliba and Ruben Diaz have, don't have the best fixture. So if I did that hit for Trippier, it'll help me out next week as well. But this is only if Saka is confirmed out. Okay, so it would have to be completely confirmed out. Completely confirmed out. That. I I'm not taking a hit again. Okay, so so basically, Madison's coming in. It's just a case of if it's this week or if it's next week. You Correct. just move it move it forward. Correct. I, I, I must admit, I'm I'm jealous of your plan because... I think People I think you've got clear and I don't route. get any points. You've got a clear route you're going though. As in you're not like me like just floating around see what happens. It's 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 a clear route that you've got a plan. I always have a 3 to 5 week plan, but sometimes I get in my head with that plan and I miss sort of short term points for long term gains. So it's not the best way to play, but that's my way to play. I enjoy playing that way. I think people enjoy you playing that way because that's why people tune in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they yeah, I guess I do think about the future game weeks, which helps people also think about their team's future game weeks. And I love that. I love when a plan works and I get a defender that I was planning to get for a good fixture and it works out. But there's the other side of it where I miss out on Botman. Yeah. And that plan was trippy, wasn't it? The... It was. Yeah. It was. Oh, well. Oh, well. So dilemmas I talked about, it, it all depends on Saka. I really want to roll and I, re- I do think he'll be okay. If he, if we're getting positive news, he'll be fine. And it's a Saturday game. So I think we should hear one way or the other. If he's, tra- if he's traveled because it's an away game, something like that. And then we will know if Saka's there. If he's not, I'm happy to go Madison. I mean, he's played a ridiculous amount of games. I think it was 70 something Premier League games in a row. But I mean, Gabriel had a almost similar record when you know he got dropped in, in game week one. Actually, I think that was the thing. But then I'm now doubting myself because wasn't there a, when Saka missed out at the end of last season? So that stat might be completely wrong. But he play, he plays a lot. He's the kind of player that... Play they have no backup for him. They have a backup in every position. There's Inketia for Jesus. There's Trossard for Martinelli. There's Fabio Vieira for Havertz. I guess you can say Odegaard as well. You know, there's there's people at every position except Ryan Nelson is Saka's deputy. And I don't think he trusts Nelson to start games. No. No, nice. Is there anything else we haven't discussed? No, that's that's been longer than usual. So uh, that was fun. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I know it's a bit a lot more dilemmas about the future, but I think that's a good good time to do it because I think I mean that's when people are going to wildcard seems to be the biggest debate at the moment. Exactly. It seems like we don't have our own dilemmas, although we have. Well, I actually do. 
Uh, it's straightforward. It's straightforward. Straight Maybe we'll have more next week. But next week, um, you're away. And uh, Hibo is going to join me. And uh, we'll talk about your dilemmas and our dilemmas. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll be interested to watch what you think. I mean, because my dilemma is going to be a nightmare. And I, I, yeah, I won't be here. But it would be good to yeah, see Yeah, we'll be trashing again. your team. Don't worry. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But if I do wildcard, be worried. Because I'm away for a wedding for a couple of weeks. Just, so. send, just send it to your login details. We'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I would trust you, probably. <laughs> All right. All well, right, dude. Yeah, th thanks everyone for joining us. And Hibbo and Praz will be back next week. And good luck, Praz, for the game week. Yep, you too. Good luck, everyone.